podcast. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's happening. What's up, people? Welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, a show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, their goals in the art world, thoughts in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Ooh, today, this is going to be, I, I can tell you now, this is going to be a really good one. Actually, I have to, well, let me do the introduction first and I'll uh, say it, but uh, today we got in studio, our guest is a Brazilian art director and concept artist, I would say designer, now living in Vancouver, Canada. Is uh, nominated for way too many awards if you check out his website. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's true. And let's see, and uh, he's currently working as an art director at Giant Ant. And if you don't know Giant Ant, look it up. They do some magical work. Uh, Eric Pouts, uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this Pouts, is fun. Right? <laughs> I, uh, I think I, I said it right. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, okay, sweet. What I was going to say, uh, though, is that when I decided to even have this podcast, and I, and I was, I was writing down a list of people I really wanted to have, and I thought like, okay, one day when it ramps up, and hopefully I have another, a bunch of episodes, I'll get these people on, uh, in here. And your your name was on the list. That's and such an honor, <laughs> man. Like it's it's crazy to hear that. No, I uh, see your work all around the the city every time. Like, yeah, this uh, is a, you're, you're it's such an honor. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, so uh, I'm very happy that we can make this happen because, like I said, for a while I, I yeah, that, that was really a plan. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, throw out your Instagram because I want to talk about a little bit of your work. As uh, cool. uh, talk a bit, even how you put it out there. But so, for any, anyone who's listening, it's e e pouts or e p a u t z. Yeah. On Instagram, it. there you go. Check it out. But so, what I want to ask you is that looking at your work, I think it's very cinematic overall. The way you, I think, create your compositions and the way you even arrange the the lighting w- within your art feels cinematic. I don't know if you plan it to be so. Yeah, I think as a child, I've never been a really good sketcher. I've been more of a <laughs> painter, so I think that's what I'm drawn to. So I like adding a lot of colors, a lot of lighting effects and that kind of stuff. And I don't enjoy drawing I as do, much as I, I do like. I not believe it. Or it doesn't look like <laughs> it, actually. So you're, you're hiding it really well. Okay. But, but so what I wanted to ask you, do you, have, do you have troubles putting up your art on the social media just because, like, even in Instagram, you know, it's a little square? It just feels like yeah, for, the, for your art, it's you want to see the whole thing you know what i mean yeah totally i struggle so much with compression on instagram yeah. Oh, yeah. i think i have a hard time with red images everything that i do that's mostly red it just looks so weird on instagram it just looks super compressed but as far as cropping it uh yeah it's just a struggle <laughs> i i try to post things to behance at the same time that i uh, post it on yeah. instagram so that if people really want to see a better quality version of it they can go to my behance page but otherwise, you just gotta live. With it. Uh, yeah. I guess. But do you actually you notice a pretty big difference in the reds? Yeah, for sure. It's like your eyes so tuned, <laughs> so tuned to it. I think like the last three things that I posted, they have a lot of dark colors and reds, and it just looks so bad uh, on Instagram. But I, and I think life. Facebook does the same thing. But you're saying Behance doesn't? It's pretty good. Behance looks great, and yeah. they let you upload stuff up to 3K, I think. Yeah. And yeah, it just looks great. And Behance is really set up to be like a proper portfolio website. Right. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's sort of losing steam now a little bit, mm-hmm. or maybe my Behance profile Why? is. <laughs> uh, but Why do I, you j- think? I don't know. I think people don't mention it as much, and I think since they changed the layout of the website, like you don't open the website on the homepage anymore with the with all the projects. You mm-hmm. just see the people that you follow, so it's hard to come across new things. I think. Uh, yeah. Well. 
that's very interesting because I find that even Instagram is experiencing a bit of that, but maybe through different ways, just like that. Maybe it's algorithm or something, but yeah, discovering yeah. new work. Yeah. I think for Instagram, they had this huge controversy when they changed the way the timeline appears <laughs> for you. Like it used to be a chronological yeah. thing uh, and it was great. And then they changed it to, I don't know, the most relevant posts. I know, but it, yeah. and <laughs> I've had this conversation many times, but it's like, you remember how everyone rebelled for a day? Yeah. Everyone was really mad and then they're just back to using it And people it tried new social media platforms. They tried Vero for yeah, a while. Did I you try it? I downloaded it, but I never set up a profile. <laughs> you didn't go with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think I mentioned this before in a podcast, but when I I did give it a try, and it was just so clunky. Like you, you, you forget how good Instagram interface is. You yeah. know, it's thought out, and yeah. And it's also like the one we're used to, so yeah, it's just hard for a yeah. new one to to come in. I think I tried to sign up for Vero, and I had to try five times until the servers <laughs> worked <gave> properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but maybe someday. The reason I I asked you about uploading work on Instagram because when I was trying to um, pick an image. Uh, of your work to use as promotion, I was like, "This is very hard. All of the image is really <laughs> white, and I feel like cropping it doesn't give it justice." Like, yeah, it's a yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a bigger struggle <laughs> for you. Yeah, like every time I publish a project, uh, I do a custom thumbnail because yeah. I'm really like careful about how I want to crop it. But yeah, I, I think you did a great job. <laughs> well, well, thanks. I didn't do anything because I mean, you made the artwork, so <laughs> all I had to do was fi uh, find the right angle. Uh, let's see. What was oh, and so when you're comparing the differences that you're saying when you upload it, do you actually have a color-corrected monitor? I don't. I want <laughs> to have one, like, I'd, I have a really good Dell one, but it's not, like, one of the super expensive um, color act I'm working ones. At home, I'm working on a um, iMac and um, the Cintiq. Mm -hmm. But so, <laughs> I guess I have to explain a little bit. So at my current job, what I do is, like, look at rendered shots, uh, with compositing and lighting yeah and so they got me a properly color corrected monitor and so at, at work i look at shots all day and i tried doing some work from home the other day and i realized my monitors are crap oh, shit. <laughs> they're so <laughs> far off which yeah. makes me wonder that when i make work when people see it they must see it in such a different way yeah do you yeah. do you worry about that or no? when i got the giant i used uh Cintiq for the first time okay and it was it took a while for me to get used to the colors on the Cintiq. I think Are like they that different? it's really uh, uh, Janet. We use an iMac and the Cintiq, mm -hmm. and the colors on the iMac are great. They're so saturated okay. and, yeah, yeah. and powerful. Uh, it took me a while to get used to drawing on the Cintiq. Uh, I, I feel like to this day I still open two windows of the same document every time, and mm. I have one on the iMac and one of the Cintiq. That on sucks the Cintiq. though. That's yeah, like an extra. And step I have to keep like double checking things, like to see that they're yeah. not weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and sometimes uh, so what I do is sometimes put reference on one screen, paint on the Cintiq, but oh, then I if, you, if I drag it over, I'm sure to the other monitor, yeah. it's gonna look weird. Yeah, it's uh, but then so but this other thing you, I think about is that even if you have the most you, the the best color corrected monitor, nobody's gonna see the work on the color corrected exactly, screen. Exactly. Yeah, right? it, so it's kind of nice to have it like both ways yeah. to have two screens and they're both calibrated like super weirdly. because yeah. <laughs> then you get like all ranges of. I guess I guess as long as you organize your values really well. Yeah, I feel like I don't feel like I do, but yeah. You don't think you do? <laughs> <laughs> Just because you know, how I feel like with any, no matter, well, colors do matter, but as long as the values are proper, if the colors are upset slightly, they'll still yeah. read really well. You know. What yeah, I, mean? I yeah. think like as long as relative to one another, they they work well, yeah. then you can get away with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. The struggles of a modern artist. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, and. Uh, when you were saying about values, I feel like I should do more uh, value studies mm -hmm. before I start my frames. 
but I rarely do. Uh, I I rarely start with the uh, grayscale. But, but do you click the? Do you have like a layer to make everything black and white? Do you use that practice? I don't. I feel like I use that because at the end I wanna I. I want to add like uh, glows to the highlights. Yeah, yeah. So I do a version of the whole thing that's sort of black and white, okay. and I use that uh, screen on top just to get some nicer highlights. Oh, so it pops the bright. Yeah, exactly. Bright and then I blur that stuff so that it l just looks like a camera defect. I love you're, that you're, stuff. You're giving out tri tricks. <laughs> this is a really good trick. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying after you blur it, the light feels blurred, and so it feels like a. Do you shift it over to make it feel like the cam? Like you're saying the camera defect. Yeah, but like y you know, when you have like dirty lens yeah, and yeah. the highlights, they look uh, sort of um, blurry and yeah, misty. Uh, I just love the effect on frames. I feel like it's a way to capture the way we see things with our eyes, mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so I I love adding like those types of post processing stuff on top. And that stuff is can really make a huge difference. Yeah. Just like that, yeah, like you're saying the post process, uh, yeah, the way you treat the image after the painting is done, mm -hmm. and especially in digital world, you could do so much. I think it's really true for video as well, mm -hmm. because when we're doing an animation for a commercial or something, like it's hard to keep everything super consistent, because uh, we're using different softwares. Like sometimes we'll be using Flash and then After Effects and then Cinema, mm -hmm. and to keep everything uh, looking the same, I find that having that final step of post processing is really important. Mm. Especially you have to tie everything together. Yeah. You, the, you mentioned lenses. Do you pay attention a lot to like real life cameras and? Lenses. I've been trying to. Yeah. Um, I'm not a good photographer by any means, mm -hmm. but I've been trying to pay more attention to that when we storyboard, uh, oh, yeah. trying to get some nice variation on the types of shots we're mm -hmm. using. I think with motion graphics, which is what I do most of the time, it's very easy to get caught into a routine of doing flat shots where you're looking mm -hmm. at everything uh, straight on. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to like uh, to get some variation going there. And and it feels like like the flat look is also. It's uh, ingrained in illustration, especially it feels like these days, like the, the trend of illustration, you know, the flat shape. So I can see how that also doesn't make it easier. Yeah. One that even the look itself is like that. You, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like the kind of flat color styles with a little bit of texture. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, it, it's really easy to see the trends and how they come and go. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been working in motion graphics, I think, for seven years. Damn. So, uh, nice. That's not a lot of things. That's, well. that's good. <laughs> but I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of trends come and go, which is cool because I had to adapt mm -hmm. a bunch. And I guess like every time you, you learn something new and it's like another tool for you to, to use in your work. Do you, do you feel like you work within the trends or do you kind of see them and then try to work outside of it typically? I think it depends if it's personal work or if course, it's yeah, uh, yeah. commercial work. So answer for both, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say for commercial work, we get a lot of references from the clients about mm. what they want to see, uh, and we have to stay within that scope. Yeah. And I would say that the clients are very tuned to the trends. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, for commercial work, it's hard not to, to, to end up being trendy, even though we try to fight it a little bit <laughs> we want to add our own touch you gotta keep to your it. artistic integrity in there somewhere yeah but also it's good for giant like to have it, uh its own unique voice of course yeah. yeah so we try to fight it a little bit but it's really hard to yeah and so then for personal work can you help not do the uh, yeah not get uh, can you help not get influenced by the things you do at work i think so because I think uh, a lot of the personal work I do, it's stuff that I, oh man, it would be really cool to do this type of thing and I haven't had the chance lately. Mm. So I go home and try to do that. Yeah. Uh, so in that sense, like 
it's not an intentional uh, attempt to, to to go against the trend, but it's just like something that you it's just start you're cra to want. craving yeah. something different. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, just uh, earlier, you brought up the just looking at cameras and studying film and photography. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot and how important it is because being in the world of creating images, whether you're a painter or you draw or sketch or work, do digital work, it, it's such an integral skill that I think it's very easy to take for granted or not pay attention to just the way, like you're saying, uh, optics work or the way you see the world or a different lens could see the world because that could, uh, I guess it's probably part of the composition, but the way that it could enhance your image making. But it's it's this extra stuff that you have to take to even pay attention to. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very easy to ignore that part of um, image making, and you probably still be successful. But it totally. Yeah. And I feel like every artist has this one thing, which they are very careful about, and they care a lot about, and that that sort of like makes uh, everyone's different uh, style. Mm. I think for me, I'm always really drawn to realism. Like even when I'm uh, doing abstract uh, shape based motion graphics work. I feel in the end, I want the colors to feel right. I, I mm -hmm. think like I want the red to look uh, realistic compared to the black that it that it's uh, against in in the background. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. that's fascinating that you think you, uh, because you you manage to you design when you design shapes. I think you make them stylized, but I can see how with the colors you go for realistic and then you push the saturation. I guess. Yeah. How do you, how do you describe your work? Actually, let's do that my style or like, did, what's your what's your art how if someone asks you like, how do you describe your work <laughs> uh i think i'm really drawn to colors and light Definitely. more than yeah, i'm yeah. drawn to um character acting i guess it's mm. um so i would say <laughs> i'm i'm more like a, a of a sculpture than i am a painter i feel like i start with a big mm. uh messy looking illustration <laughs> and then i start to polish it until it looks like a like something i like <laughs> nice and usually just photoshop yeah it's yeah. mostly photoshop and illustrator have you ever done any workshops or shown your process i might have done it once in school yeah. uh like w oh, okay. when yeah. i was in college like just helping out other students but not not in a real professional setting. I, i'm looking at eric's work on his instagram once again say it's e pouts uh, if you're looking for an epautz but it's it's really interesting the way you capture lighting it's very true because you go for i'm looking at this image you go for realism but then you push the shapes and the colors but yeah yeah it, but it's very stylized though and it's a and it's a pretty strong look one thing i thought was funny to me that you mentioned when we had lunch is that you don't think your work is consistent or has a style i really don't yeah <laughs> i did not i did not believe you still i'm cool. just once again scrolling through this like nope that's that's all your work yeah I'm just always so impressed by other illustrators that manage to keep a consistent uh, voice throughout their career. It's something that I, that I wish I had. But I'm always trying to do something new or I get bored of a specific <laughs> style I was doing. And I can see how the shape design that I, uh, I'm drawn towards is sort of consistent. Like it's usually geometric shapes and straight lines. Uh, and your sense of color. Yeah, thanks. Mm, yeah. But I, I don't know, I, I just like it, if I do a project that's really flat and where the shapes are really geometric i'll try to do the next one where it's super shaded and uh, mm. the the edges of the drawing look brushy or not as nice uh, I, sure <laughs> it, it, all, it all looks like you it's really cool no i, Thanks, I love man. this a lot but so you do actually want to be the person who has a very consistent look that's the, that's your goal i don't know that i want to uh, oh. sometimes i miss it like okay. i think uh, if i were to have um, a freelance 
uh, career on the side as an yeah, yeah. illustrator. I think that's really something that people look for. And it definitely helps, right, for yeah. companies to know that's that's what they're going to get out of exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But as an art director for a motion graphics studio, I think it helps to not have such a um, restrictive style because then like every every project you can try something new. Exactly, because you have to be a different person every project. Yeah. Right, yeah. The, um, and also, the, it, yeah. it's a way to have fun um, with styles that are not your own because it, it, it's very easy to get frustrated when oh, I don't like this type of style, I don't want to do it. But like, if you're open to anything, then you can find the joy in that specific style and try to make it your own as well. Exactly. So I think yeah. there's a way of making like tacky looks looking really cool. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's about totally. how you embrace it and yeah, <laughs> adjust it. Yeah. Not easy, but doable. Yeah. Have you had, has, have people asked for some tacky looking art? Uh, I don't know about tacky, but <laughs> there's definitely references that are not my style. They're not stuff that I would save to Pinterest. Okay. But then once you start to explore it and try to find uh, what's cool about it mm -hmm. and what the client sees in it, mm -hmm. then you can make your own version of it that that also appeals to you. And in the end, it might not look like the original reference, but if you can capture what the client liked about it, uh, they might like your thing as well. So mm -hmm. you're, you're definitely in the mind of an art director. Even the way you look <laughs> yeah. at it, it's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, most of the time that I spend uh, drawing, it, it's for other people, it's mm -hmm. for clients. So yeah. yeah, you become very, very sensitive to that. Is it very hard to then draw for yourself when you always, do, or do you find drawing for yourself challenging because you don't have a deadline or, you know, a point yeah. to work on it? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think drawing for myself, it's the hardest, hardest thing that there is. I think I'm the worst client ever <laughs> for myself. <laughs> Uh, it's really hard for me to commit to one specific project mm -hmm. and we only get uh, so many free uh, hours for us to work on our own personal project mm -hmm. and it's just hard to decide that that one specific idea you, you had for a short film is good enough to be worth spending the next two or three months working on it yeah. so I just I usually end up with uh, an Instagram post of that idea and then <laughs> it's not a short film Rather anymore it's just one drawing and yeah, it's just easier to commit to that. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it really helps to have uh, my wife um, also be a creative person, because mm -hmm. then she brings the ideas, and it's way easier for me to jump onto a project that she started, because I'm not second guessing oh, okay. so much. Yeah. Do, you, do you just judge yourself too much then? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It just you yeah. can't let yourself be. <laughs> yeah, I just have really high expectations every time. And I'm like, well, this project needs to be better than the, the <laughs> other one, right? Because <laughs> why wouldn't it? And then it don't do. I guess it's <laughs> a blessing and curse. But can you see another tough part is maybe personally you can tell that one thing is better than the other. Mm -hmm. But you know that your opinion is so skewed compared to everyone else in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you totally. work so stylized, your best work to someone may be like, oh, that's not as cool style as this other one that he did like yeah. five years ago. You know what I mean? I totally know. Yeah. And also like when it's a short film or like it's a project, uh, it's a series of drawings. It's not about like the render quality of the way you use the brushes. Mm -hmm. It's about the story or the thing you're communicating. And I think it's very easy for me to get caught uh, judging my work by the, the render quality or mm -hmm. the, the drawing quality. But it's also about how, what it makes people feel. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. And the, what you just said, this I feel like uh, you hear more and more from artists who've had quite a lot of experience in the art world, you know, like letting go 
or focusing a lot more on story rather, rather than execution mm -hmm. and, then, and then yeah then it's very challenging but especially for you because you do work in uh, motion graphics or visual like a uh, moving pictures media i don't know how else to say it. An yeah. animation really it's you know although you do create one-off images but yeah I, I guess maybe working in that animation field forces you to think about story even more for sure i think the storyboarding part for example is one of the most important parts mm -hmm. in, in the process and we try to spend a lot of time in, in that even though drawing every style frame takes a long time uh, if you don't have a solid base from the storyboard uh, it just doesn't look as nice in the end it's like the planning. frames can yeah, yeah like the frames can look amazing but if they don't build to a film then it's not <laughs> it's not worth it unless you just want an artsy film with a bunch of pretty pictures and you know maybe yeah. that's it uh, let me see sorry i'm just checking my uh, levels here <sighs> sorry uh, we're talking about the yeah i guess the importance of that Sorry, I just kind of got completely off track. <laughs> so I feel like we're just jumping around. I got a, a list of uh, questions here that I want to go through. And I think I d really do want to talk about uh, how you work at Giant Ant, But um, maybe it would be good to get kind of your story and the way you even got into the world of arts. Sure. Um, because you are originally from Brazil. Mm -hmm. And then you had a bunch of adventures. But actually, how did, uh, did you have any other uh, careers in mind before you started pursuing art? How was it for you? I did, yeah. I feel like I got into art uh, when I was a child because my granddad uh, he used to he used to draw a lot, like just be talking on the phone and then drawing doodles on a piece of paper. Nice. And I was always really impressed by that. So I started drawing from a young age. Uh, my parents put me into art classes mm -hmm. when I was maybe ten, and I feel like that really inspired me to get into art. But I, I was uh, I also really liked math and mm -hmm. physics and stuff that's fascinating <laughs> what what's the connection there huh? yeah so yeah. at first i i decided i wanted to be um that i wanted to work in uh car design oh. <laughs> like drawing cars that's um, a mix of uh math and it, art. it's so it, it's such a weird thing for me to like it at the time because like today i don't even drive i don't know how to drive <laughs> also <laughs> but at the time i was very convinced uh, okay. that the, that that was my future uh so the first uh career choice that I made was that I was going to be a mechanical engineer. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then I got <laughs> into university for it, and I quit on the first day <laughs> when I was signing up. <laughs> it scared you off that fast? Yeah, well, it's in this public school in Brazil, this public okay. university. It's really good, and uh, the teachers are amazing. But when I went to sign up for the classes after I got in, uh, it wasn't this building that was about to be torn down. Mm -hmm. So there were no windows, no doors. <laughs> it just looked like a war zone. And You're just going to be very depressed there. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life here. And I had also gotten uh, into, I got a, accepted for the advertisement um, classes in another university. Mm. So I decided to do that instead for a year. And then after that one year was over, I applied again to the public university for the design uh, mm -hmm. course. I did industrial design for four years there. Uh, it was super fun. But yeah, I just felt it was a way to also do art and do a little bit of math mm -hmm. at, at the same time. And that was fun for a while. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think you would have uh, actually kept going with the uh, engineering if the building was nicer? It's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think I would have quit anyway. Eventually, just yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I really enjoy math and that stuff, but I feel like I didn't get to draw a lot in the design course, 
I can mm. only imagine what my life would have been in engineering. Okay. I, I feel like I would have missed it and I don't know, made a career change. Mm -hmm. anyway. It would have been much later. Okay, so uh, yeah. industrial design, you finished that. I finished that. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Like uh, I did a lot of really cool projects that I'm proud of. But uh, at the end of the course, uh, I started to do a lot of renders for the projects, mm -hmm. for the projects that I was designing. And this guy from this motion graphics studio in Brazil noticed my renders, which is so weird because my renders weren't odd. even yeah. good. Uh, and then he was impressed by that, and he <laughs> invited me to an interview. And that's how I got my start in motion graphics. That's how you, pretty basically very accidental. Very accidental, wow. yeah. I knew of that company because okay. it was a really cool company. What are they called? It's called Santa. Okay. Yeah, like Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in Brazil, it also stands for sand. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what it's called. Uh, but yeah, so I, I got into that company as an intern at first, and I stayed there for four or five years. Wow. And uh, this is still in the in your hometown, right? Or It's in or Porto Alegre, oh which yeah, is the okay. city where I went to university at. But I'm originally from Rio. How, so did you, okay, let's see. I'm just trying to think if you, you but you had to move away from your family to go to school. I did, yeah. yeah? How was that? It was um, challenging at first because I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to <laughs> live by myself. <laughs> but I, f I feel like it was an important part in my life, mm -hmm. like to just to grow as no, it just it's interesting to see the timing. Like you're growing as an artist and you're just completely kind yeah. of away from it. Yeah, I feel like at first uh, it was just cool. So for the first, uh, my school was five years. So for the first uh, three years, I was just totally focused on school. Mm -hmm. And then later, you started. Yeah, <laughs> which was down. so much fun because like we got so stressed with school, but now looking back, it's like it doesn't even matter. Like we were just having fun and like we got so much time to just work on mm -hmm. those cool projects. Uh, I really miss it. Do you yeah. miss? Yeah, yeah. that's. I feel like, especially when you start having all the other responsibilities and problems of, of an adult, you're yeah. like, oh, life was pretty simple totally, back then. Yeah. All you had to do was just make artwork and <laughs> try to get better, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why, I don't know if you've ever done any residencies, I feel like that's why it's so nice to apply for those, because that's what it feels like yeah. when you get a residency, especially the one that you know it's paid for by the organization. And you just feel like back in school. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done that. I think it would be really awesome. Maybe when I get old, I can do a residency. No, <laughs> apply fun. now. You got to do it now. <laughs> yeah. All right. No. So uh, let's see. Five years at the motion graphics. Very accidental. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's so very accidental. That it, that it yeah. set you on this path. And then you moved to New York. How, was, how did that work out? So at this company, I started as an intern. And then uh, after like a year, I became a designer. And after a, a little while, I became the art director there. Oh, you that's when you, in five years? In two years, in I became art director uh, at the company. That's yeah. how good you are. See, I don't know. Or go. like, I don't know. Or how lucky I am. You can be <laughs> humble, but I'll tell everyone else. That's <laughs> sure. how good you are. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but then that was fun. Uh, we I feel like that during my time there, the company grew a lot. We started to get a, a bunch of really cool projects mm -hmm. for big brands. We did a lot of car commercials, and um, the way I was found by this company in New York was for the very last job I worked at at this company. I was working in the Christmas spot, like the uh, the biggest Christmas spot for Honda wow. uh, cool. for that year, and it was about um, teddy bears and <laughs> the gifts and stuff, and it was a really big th uh, CGI project. We had to hire, I don't know, maybe 40 freelancers, mm -hmm. and with that, I met uh, this guy that had worked at the company in New York, and he gave my name to the, the people there. Wow. But so up to that point, you were mostly doing 3D 
or how much drawing were you doing at that company in Brazil? I was doing a lot of drawing. Okay. Uh, towards the end, we were doing uh, a lot of 2D animation work. Okay. But we, yeah, we did a little bit of everything. So I was doing style frames for everything, for mm. from things from abstract 2D animation to character-based 2D animation to car commercials that are full CGI. But it's so interesting to me because industrial design, although it prepare your technical skills, right? So I imagine like whether it's drawing or 3D, because mm -hmm. you get both, but not so much character design, right? That's not part of... And I've never <laughs> been good at character design. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't it's, believe that, but okay. I think it's my one uh, big weakness uh, in motion graphics, and it's especially evident right now where everything is so character-based. Really character-driven, yes, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. But I'm getting better, so I've had a lot of practice <laughs> get, in the past years. So I, I can only get better. Yeah. Eight hours a day of practice at work. Yeah, mm, totally. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's and see. Then, so then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, uh, for n New York, is a studio called Roof. Mm -hmm. uh, they also do a lot of 3D CGI car commercials. Uh, it's just this really cool studio in. New York, they do a lot of surreal, architectural-looking uh, work. Um, uh, so I moved there. Uh, I stayed there for for a year. And you said you didn't get to enjoy the city much. It it was a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I got really lucky throughout my career uh, with the places that I worked at. I mm -hmm. feel like every company that I worked at, I learned so much, and I I managed to develop a specific set of skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, but New York was very in intense. We worked very hard. It was a small c company and number of people working there. Mm -hmm. It was the three owners uh, and then me and another and another two guys. Mm -hmm. And for every project, we would hire a bunch of freelancers, but uh, the staff would w would have to work really hard to get yeah, things yeah. done. So, yeah, it was a very intense time. And managing so many freelancers must be pretty challenging, just like the time yeah. to give... Uh, feedback and also just explain the project. And yeah, get I'm started. always impressed by how good they were and how we managed to get really? the projects oh. done. Yeah, it was really cool. That's and nice. We did some really nice projects for Honda as well. How many? Yeah, I guess. No, I'm just trying to think. <coughs> like, how many artists you even had to work with? But I guess you probably had pretty good roster of artists to hire at that point at that company. Like you're saying, if they're doing a really good job, you just yeah. Uh, well. Uh, the owner there, uh, Gutu, uh, mm -hmm. he knows a lot of, he's a Brazilian as well, and he knows a lot of Brazilian uh, freelancers. So it was a mix of, of local people from New York doing mostly comp work mm -hmm. and like managing work, and a bunch of Brazilian freelancers doing modeling and texturing and animation. <laughs> yeah. Why are there so many good Brazilian artists? <laughs> it's just You'll a big have to country. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that explains it all. Okay. Well, you don't have another answer for me. Well, we try really hard, I think, uh, to <laughs> compete. <laughs> okay, I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know. But it's also a really big country, like even compared to Canada. I think it's oh, like five times as big uh, in population. Yeah. So, yeah, if we have five times as many, it's balanced. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that explanation. I'll, try to think. I'll have to do my math. Like how many good Russian artists I see, Chinese artists and Indian, and I'll compare yeah. for our population. And I'll, I'll get back to you with some numbers. I feel like there's so many great Russian artists uh, doing concept art work. That's true. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever go on ArtStation? I do. I browse there. Yeah. I, I I made a profile and then I never posted anything because my work is so different to that. <laughs> I don't I don't know how well received it would be, but I really enjoy browsing. I'm sure people would love your work, but it is very like concept art, really uh, yeah. heavy, like in games, movies. But 
but then again uh, yeah you just, maybe the fact that you'd be so special would make you more successful on that maybe platform. yeah i can try Who and then, knows? Yeah. yeah if it doesn't work out i can just delete my account no you just keep it on there you, you d there, there's no uh, nothing to lose yeah <laughs> Uh, what was the, actually what was the reason for you to uh, leave Brazil in the first place though before you you know to I think there were many reasons uh Brazil is not a safe place to to live like mm -hmm. uh, I got many close calls like with like uh, being robbed or oh. other dangerous situations mm -hmm. so like it was always in the back of my mind to try to move somewhere mm -hmm. um, and at the time the the company I was working at, we started to do a lot more uh, live action work mm -hmm. compared to animation uh, during the last year. And while cool, what I really like doing is like drawing for 2D animation. So when I got that opportunity, it just felt like good timing. A and I had been there for five years, which is also uh, pretty good time, a lot of yeah. time. It's a good chunk. Would you recommend people, artists, to go to uh, to do industrial design to get into animation? motion graphics that's so interesting that it i don't know I, I i never thought about it that way but at giant uh me raf and jay we all graduated in industrial design really so maybe there's something there. there's something there <laughs> either that or giant has just a bias for yeah <laughs> industrial designers. it's most likely that it's because you guys can relate to each other and make industrial design jokes right sure yeah, yeah. all of those jokes yeah. <laughs> are there actually any industrial design jokes? i don't think so okay and i never had a real career in it so i yeah but that's what I mean. Like somehow we, that prepared you for this other thing. It's yeah, because I was gonna say it's often you often see artists go through animation training to become then designers or concept artists. But at least that I guess feels a little bit more closer related, or maybe not though. Because the thing about studying industrial design, I think that's gonna give you so many skills for actually designing not characters but everything else you have to make for a, pro a project you know what yeah. i mean like actually being able to create a building or a vehicle mm -hmm. with your training it's you probably got a upper hand i guess you could say in comparison to someone who studied animation because you get while well, you get aesthetics maybe but you don't yeah. get no structure to that education to how things are made yeah totally i think uh, it's mostly about structure and mm -hmm. um the way you plan a, a project like from the start and doing the proper r r research on what you're trying to communicate or trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what I I took from the class the most. Uh, it's like just learning how to plan a, a project and get it done. Those are really good habits. That yeah. sounds like yeah. Like just to organize yourself to to have a, a final piece in the end. That's cool. And then were you creating extra work? while being in school or was it only uh, school work I'm just trying to imagine what kind of projects they were um, in school yeah in, in school it was like I designed a thermos uh, <laughs> I designed like a tractor for <laughs> onions uh, I designed interesting. Uh, like my last project my graduation project was uh, this musical instrument for kids and I developed this keyboard um, oh, cool. for kids and like all the keys are detached so you can move them in space and based what? on the position of the keys on the ground uh, the notes that you're playing changed. That's awesome. So, yeah, and we had to build a prototype you for did? that. Yeah, wow. so I had to code in like Arduino and stuff like that. It was super fun. It's, it ended up being super nerdy as a project, like just how much we had to research and uh, do. <laughs> but it was super fun. Like, yeah. Sounds really fascinating. The yeah. fact that you actually built a physical 
physical object of what you planned out. Yeah, yeah. it absolutely did not work as expected. <laughs> like it was just a prototype, <laughs> but like yeah, you could move one key and that one key would change. <laughs> but I think the idea is great though. I'm surprised yeah. nobody stole it and already created it. <laughs> yeah, I think the technology wasn't there at the time, so I had to uh, come up with some ideas. Yeah. I don't think it would actually work as I planned it, but I think it's been six years now i think maybe yeah it's doable now have you made a patent no or it's so expensive do it? to do it do it at least in brazil it's, it's too late or it's yeah. gonna be too late oh it's fine have you seen those keyboards where when you play it like the the key keyboards look like it's made out of like this rubber or plastic and when you slide your finger along the key it increases the it brings the sound like it increases the t tone like or you can program actually for it to increase anything you want but yeah, it could yeah. be like a to change the pitch octaves or pitch yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen those keyboards? I haven't seen that one, but uh, I was inspired by a, a lot of those. There were a lot of experimental keyboards at the time, like based on tablets and stuff like that. Okay. And a lot of those, you were able to modulate the key, uh, like by sliding the slider. Cool. And yeah, I was very inspired by that. But yeah. I, I just thought it was a nice instrument for kids because it's so it's so nice to, to like to have a tangible thing in your hands that totally. you can explore and make sounds with. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have to make it. <laughs> it would be awesome. Should yeah. I cut out this part of the pod uh, podcast? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we can't let it. Can't this. let anyone know about this idea. Okay. No, it's on my website, so oh, okay, check it fine. out. <laughs> so you've you've already told the world. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I Just abandoned my career in industrial design. You never know, though. One day, <laughs> check your lo local Walmart for <laughs> a keyboard by Eric. It's gonna happen. <laughs> nice. All right, and then um, after. Let's see after that and then you end up the next chapter i guess you could say the next career chapter is canada right yeah yeah which is comes to now how and then is there a story behind how you ended up here yeah it's, it's a lot of traveling <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> traveling yeah and it was super fun because um we weren't expecting to move here um, mm -hmm. at first but as soon as i got to new york i received an email from the guys at giant end uh, saying that they liked my work and that and asking if I would be uh, available. And I wasn't at the time because I had just got to New York. I had just gone through a lot of hassle to get a visa mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I said, I can't move right away. I would love to go. Can you guys wait until March or <laughs> May, I guess? Uh, nice. And they said yes, which well, was so nice of them. Once uh, again, that shows how good you are. But you're going to be yeah. humble. You're not going to say anything. I'm just going to yeah, throw it yeah, out there. But it also shows like how uh, nice uh, Giant oh, is. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're really understanding and nice. So they waited for me, and then yeah, they did all all the visa stuff, and wow. I, yeah, I came two years ago. And then I, I would say, looking at Giant Ant's work and the, and your work, I I can see why they like the fit is seems like the fit is so good to what the company I guess vision or look is. Yeah, and I think so too. Yeah, I think we have Raf as the other art director. Mm -hmm. uh, his work is really amazing, but he. He's more focused on characters and mm -hmm. acting, and I'm more focused on environments and lighting and nice. stuff. So it really complements uh, the work, right? Uh, so it's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I guess you come. Yeah, that's sweet. Shout out to Rafa. Yeah, I, uh, so I saw him sure. last week. <laughs> so many good people, actually. Yeah, and s yeah, how? Yeah, I don't know. How's yeah, the company? Has so how, how does it have so many good people? Is just <laughs> do you know? I, that I think Jay and Leah they just managed to build like this really nice, healthy environment that. People just want to be a part of it. And Would you? Yeah. It, but it must mean that they also get. They must get artists. Like they must understand the world. 
I guess that was not a question, but do you think they understand, <laughs> understand yeah. artists and like get just visual artwork in general? I think so. Uh, and I think they're just nice people in mm -hmm. general. Like we very, very rarely do overtime. Uh, everything's super very organized. Yeah, 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 there's many uh, company parties and, and things. Like it's just a nice environment. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to get everyone on board and motivated. But I feel like being good people is not enough. There's got to be something else. Yeah. It just makes me well. Like, they're think very of, talented yeah, as well. Yeah. And like um, Jay is the creative director for the animation project, and he's just really talented. So it it, it helps. There, there is a good combo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it helps that you know where the project is going, and you're you feel confident that it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can just focus on your part. That's cool. Well, at least among my friends, I would say a lot of us do look up to the work you guys make and it's so uh, it's so great to talk to you just to me it's very interesting to see what the uh, kind of hear maybe a bit about yeah whether it's the people or the inner workings just because uh through past experiences and you know the studios i worked at the more studios you're kind of you see and how the organization and productions are managed mm -hmm. um, makes you really wonder what some of the studios in the world do to really make it successful because clearly it's really hard to you know get one get a group of really good artists to keep them yeah. and then like you're saying it's also managed to produce good enough work which means either you find the right clients to work for because you have to say no and that's you must say no quite a lot to a lot of products that just wouldn't even fit within your kind of sk team skill set yeah right? yeah I think there's a lot of variables that make Janet uh, what it is. Mm -hmm. I think there's also th the fact that the team is so small. Uh, we're just like 15 people now. Yeah. Um, and they take great cares to find the right fit every time we hire someone. Uh, so it, it just really feels like a family. And I feel like it, it's pretty impressive how much work Janet does with so few people that mm -hmm. we have. But it's also m merit to the producers who are very very organized it's it's, it's so really <laughs> impressive uh, yeah. the amount of time you see being way well not, not not always wasted but work thrown away or something in the animation industry in general it's very yeah. it's very good to hear that you guys are very organized <laughs> yeah or sometimes yeah. you know like shots being cut out or story changes and you got to remake this yeah that's yeah. Uh, definitely a lot of time can be wasted so you've been in the um, motion graphic industry like you said seven years now i think so yeah pretty that's a that's a that's a nice uh, uh, number what would you say like kind of looking back from the beginning when you started is there any like have you learned any big lessons to like or some big revelations you had along the way i, I know it's a pretty vague question but is there anything that come to mind um i think it's mostly about having your expectations about what you're trying to do like you're trying to make the client happy in the first place mm -hmm. so it's important not to to get too frustrated when it's not the style you want to do mm -hmm. or the, the type of work you want to do like there's every project can be cool if you approach it the right way and if you communicate to the clients like what makes it cool and what, what could be uh, what could make it the best it can be mm -hmm. given the the constraints that you have so I feel like the main thing that I learned is like just try to make every project be the best it, it can and don't try to force it to be the one thing that you always wanted to do like just yeah. make that project be the best it can the best it can in the client's eye because uh, if you have to let it go given the client constraints there you like, go. Yeah, uh, that's a better way to put it yeah because <laughs> like we we communicate with the clients a lot and we suggest uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah. Are you good at selling your ideas to clients? I don't very? think I am. No? <laughs> uh, I've I've had to do a lot more calls than I was used to, like mm -hmm. since I moved here. And again, I can only get better. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really important part of the job. Like, very. Uh, yeah. Right? It's yeah. about as important as drawing a nice frame as being able to sell that frame to the client. Exactly. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Yeah. 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 So true that's a that seems to be the really challenging part especially when you transition from just making images and just being an artist to now like you are now well i guess you haven't been art directing for a long time now but then having to yeah. convince people that your idea is the best one than theirs yeah it's <laughs> the hardest part yeah totally especially because it's art so it can be really subjective like what's good and what's not you just have to um, get people on board you just gotta get everyone super excited. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> bring the cake and balloons. <laughs> yeah. This idea is the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your what What does your day normally look like? Um, what's I the typical structure of a yeah. I don't wake up Eric? super early. I wake up like an hour before work, which starts at like nine. Very, very good. And we work from nine to six, which is mm -hmm. a really chill schedule. Uh, and then. I don't know, like me and my wife, we're really workaholics. We like to work a lot at home as well. So sometimes <laughs> we just like take the iPad and start drawing or we, yeah, yeah. we come up with a project to work together. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Shout out to Mariana. Yeah, we, for sure. Check out his work. Ikuta? How do you say her last Ikuta, name? Ikuta, yeah. Ikuta, okay, there you go. Got it. Hello, Mariana. You got to get <laughs> up here. We'll get you here one day. But <laughs> yeah. That's sure. I guess that's really cool that you, um, yeah, you, f you are able to motiv motivate each other as well through work. Uh, yeah, being together. and she has so many good ideas like sometimes I come home and I'm like, like I don't have anything in yeah. mind to draw and there's she always comes up with like five different projects that she thought up uh, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's great yeah sure let's do it uh, see that's where when I was checking the mic levels just just there when I kind of lost my train of thought before that's what you're uh, saying and I yeah that's what I wanted to talk about the fact that because it is her, her ideas it's easier for you to work with her because like you said you're not going to judge your her ideas as much because not you <laughs> yeah and i feel like I'm a, I'm a lot nicer to other people's ideas than to my own like i'm always like ah my, it's hard to commit to things man i think it's uh, it, it is fun to get excited about other people's ideas too because it's like you're helping someone build their like build their baby basically it's like yeah. yeah yeah and also like you're not you're not thinking of too many things at once like you're not thinking about story and then the art direction at the same time mm -hmm. but it's like if you have the story locked then it's way easier to do your job as like our director or yeah, whatever yeah. it is like yeah that's awesome yeah i think it's uh, to me in my life it's has been very valuable to to uh, like my girlfriend is a graphic designer and a really good artist too but i think being with someone who kind of gets your just gets even like the the struggle of being an artist or like trying to yeah this like extra work and everything it's, it seems to be very important yeah yeah gotta gotta understand all the uh, because i don't know if you you get that as well you know if you talk to people who are not artists and you kind of wonder hey what do you do in the, ev in the evenings yeah like, and people oh, are just i just want tv yeah just what? go for a walk uh, <laughs> it's like oh okay so yeah. that's how normal lives are <laughs> totally yeah and it's so weird because like during the weekend uh we try like we go out or we go walking or hiking or yeah. whatever and we're like well we should get back home because we we wanted to do that we one project right yeah <laughs> See, that's so good, though, because at least you understand each other. I imagine <laughs> there could be, like, such a mismatch. It's like one person, like, yeah, what are you doing? It's yeah, like, totally. Yeah. And I feel like if Mariana wasn't there, like, to support me, I wouldn't be doing as much art anyway, because, yeah. Is she more of a workaholic than you, then? I think she is, yeah. I think she might be. There you go. <laughs> Winning in the workaholic field. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right, let's see. And so, I guess, but what I want to ask you, uh, what I, like, a giant and your typical day, are you, how much of the day are you, creating art versus managing other artists or directing 
I would say 80% of the time I'm drawing. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That's unheard of for an art director, actually. Oh, really? I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it might not be as much. I don't know. I might be overestimating it. But yeah, it's if close to that. If you feel like that's yeah. what it is, it's very nice. I think like if you disregard uh, meetings and calls, uh, yeah, it's pretty much most of my day is drawing. And then uh, once every 30 minutes, I'll check the, the chat to, to, to see if people <laughs> like have questions or they they sent something that needs approval i think the caveat here should be is that like you said because the teams are so small you are directing and creating as well right that's that's a big difference uh yeah in in your studio because yeah because you get to do both which sounds like ideal to me while i guess from my experience you know the bigger the studio the more they're on a team usually our director is you know 80 percent in the meetings and then 20 mm -hmm. percent maybe if you're lucky you get to paint or draw yeah no it's really good because for a while there it was just me and Raf as our directors but also as designers mm -hmm. so we had to do all of the work and yeah it's good and bad right because uh, sometimes we want to get more projects because we get like a pitches or things from clients mm -hmm. of cool projects and we can't because we don't have enough people to work on it uh, but yeah. now we got a new designer to Janet, uh, Janice. She's really good, and Sweet. she's been helping out so much. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But there, I guess there, there's something to be said though for not taking on too many projects because I think it's very, if the company gets too big, and you can, I think it's easy to lose the vision or get the kind of company culture out of control. Yeah, totally. So I can see, I can see why you guys are, I guess, maybe taking your time to be growing. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, yeah, it's perfect that we have as many people as we do because there's a, a clear limit on how many projects we can do at once mm -hmm. which forces us like everyone is pretty much involved with all the projects nice. so there's a sense of ownership about everything and, and it's so important to be able to know that you're making an impact on a project mm -hmm. rather yeah. than yeah like i said ownership because yeah if you don't yeah, feel it's like your work there right? exactly yeah. so you care way more about what it's actually going to look like yeah yeah um Oh yeah. So this uh, one thing I was also had in mind is that how many explorations and like different type of styles and looks that you create that have never been seen by anyone. Meaning, you know, when you do a proposal for a project, yeah. how many styles do you usually create before, or if you do at all, like before you know one is chosen and a bunch are just like, well, that goes down into the yeah. work in progress folder. <laughs> <laughs> it varies a lot from yeah. project to project. Lately, we've been doing a lot of projects that started out as pitches. Mm -hmm. So for the pitch, we would usually offer two alternatives uh, mm -hmm. of styles. And if we get the project, it usually means that the client went for one of those two. So <laughs> we can just keep developing that one style. But for projects that come straight to us, uh, um, it really did depends sometimes the client has a clear vision of what they want and then mm -hmm. we can just like execute a style frame and then they like it or not sometimes they have no idea they just have a script and that's i think it's the coolest option of them all because yeah. then we can really take our time exploring styles and coming up with new things and convincing the client that that's a good uh, approach totally I, I guess yeah just when when you get that freedom to create but do you would you say do you get burnt out uh, by trying to be very different every time kind of like what we we're talking about earlier mm -hmm. no i think that's no? the fun part that is for me it's like trying to come up with the new thing that's that cool. must be why you know you're talking about kind of wanting to be consistent in one look but clearly you enjoy being different uh, or yeah it's like a refresh look. every yeah, time yeah. yeah it feels like a new job because you have a new client that's important and i guess yeah having quick turnarounds too would you would you be able to work on a project if it was like lasting for a year or two 
I did last you year. Yeah, did. we got this project. I can't share the name of the client, but we got this big game that we helped uh, develop. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of the artwork for the game. Yep. And that project took, I was involved in it for more than a year, maybe a year and a few months. How was that? Did you like that process or no? It was really fun, but uh, since it was a game, um, there's a big chance that it might never see the light of day or that it <laughs> might change a lot. And that's what happened. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, classic uh, video game industry. I yeah, guess. totally. Yeah. But like the process was super fun, like mm -hmm. drawing the, the maps of the game and all the characters, all the, um, there's a bunch of artwork that's uh, static, like just in cards and mm -hmm. parts of the game. And we drew a lot of that, and yeah, it was super fun. But you don't think it's ever going to be released, your work? Not the game, but... I think we might uh, release the the artwork we did soon. That would uh, be cool, yeah. But censored, just so as not to reveal what the game was. <sighs> that sucks. I hear a lot about friends who I know who work in games, and the amount of time, yeah, things get cut. And, yeah. and the problem there is that it never sees... You, you just could never release it ever because it's under NDA and yeah, that's totally. too bad for you. <laughs> it feels, uh, the more I think about it and the more I speak with artists, it seems a little unfair because imagine you work on something for two years and that could be in your portfolio to get you the next job, but now you yeah. can't show it. And, that's and you can even say what it is. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It, it just seems cruel, but I, I, I kind of understand the other side about you know the financial side and the business side of people creating projects, but yeah. it just... I guess it sucks for the artist. Yeah, it took me a while to get to be okay w with it, but it's just one of those things that happen. And yeah. now that we get to at least post it, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> at least w we got to share the work that we that, did. That's, that's very yeah. nice that you, you can share it. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and when you sign on to a project like that, you know there's always a chance, right? So, yeah. It's you're just life. saying that's life. <laughs> no, it's true, and that's what you are saying earlier as well, uh, how that lesson of like realizing that when you make work, at work, it's it's not yours. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's yeah, it's, for, yeah. it's for the client. So mm -hmm. I feel like w I can be happy that we. I feel like we did a really good job. Uh, so that's that's all we can offer, right? So you're saying <laughs> suckers could have shown some good work, but you didn't. Well, it's not that, <laughs> but it, it's like they have to try like markets and stuff <laughs> and see course, if the game yeah. is profitable and stuff. And maybe it's my fault that it's not profitable. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not. We're just uh, no. I'm joking. I'm just uh, talking here like a spoiled artist. <laughs> I swear I'm not. <laughs> and um, so, okay, so let's see. You said that you enjoy making those looks, so definitely it does not come hard to you. But do you ever... Oh, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. When you uh, create vari like varieties of styles and the client doesn't go with them, do you ever take those home to wor work in them as personal projects? Yeah, just like, totally. yeah, you do that? I just recently posted something about this is america the from childish yes, gambino yeah. that's a cool one i like that thanks and like that style was something that i had to develop for a project really? and they didn't go in this direction and then i was like well this is kind of <laughs> cool like maybe i could do something similar to it and, and, that, and yeah. you screamed fools how dare you <laughs> <laughs> no i mean they 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 still went w with us okay so we just <laughs> had to do a different style but yeah it's cool it's like i feel like i'm lucky that way because the clients they want something very specific and new it's just a chance for me to expand like my mm -hmm. vocabulary <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. That, that's no, that must be the yeah the fun part is being able to uh, being able to be challenged at work yeah you know what i mean rather than only doing the same thing uh, the same thing all over again and that can happen on you know depending on what project you're on but the fact that you can learn while being at work. It seems to be most ideal. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. Like, and since like we're the two 
the three designers that the studio have uh, has like we have to switch gears very often mm -hmm. and yeah it makes you really adaptable and then yeah cool and then this is something i guess we touched on in the beginning but i guess it kind of relates to work and you know because we touched on trends do you do you ever worry that or do you try not to look at too much art online some days not to have it skew your vision do you ever worry about that i think yeah, yeah. I, I try really hard not to get influenced by other motion graphics work mm, okay so specifically I, motion graphics though yeah, yeah. I, just so that we aren't all like doing the same thing <laughs> uh so i try to get inspired by like that uh, i i used to love found you mm -hmm. know that website yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah th that was awesome because it's like posters and photos mm -hmm. and stuff uh, I still use a lot of Pinterest and Behance and Instagram, but I try, yeah, every time we're looking for references for a project, I try to not look uh, for motion graphics work first. That's very cool. Would you would you give that advice to other people? I think so, yeah. and I think it's something people say in general, right? Like, look for references in, in things that are, are outside of your field so that you get your own unique, like, source of inspiration. Yeah, they, they say that, but then you maybe it's a bigger problem in the animation world <laughs> or movie world because when you look at the movies and cartoons coming out you're like you yeah. all look the same <laughs> yeah totally i think with movies it's also like this big machine you and have to go through yeah, exactly. so many layers of approval and yeah funding so in the end like you're doing the best you can but i really like that that advice that you you gave and and so going back to me mentioning ArtStation, the problem I would say in the concept art world is that everyone looks at concept art rather than kind of life. And that's why I think you get a lot of the same. So what you're saying, kind of look outside of it. It's just, it's really valuable. Yeah, just try yeah. to be inspired by other, other things that you like. And then like in the end, like the job is similar to a lot of people. So the work is going to look similar anyway, because we're mm -hmm. all trying to do things that are very similar. So if you get inspired by something else, like it's at least like a way to try to make it more inter more interesting. Yeah, and I was gonna, it's like yeah, just trying to find at least some sort of difference within that. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, within the work you're making, and even when you look at old, like the earlier Disney movies and the way they would bring in artists who are not animators to create a look or mm -hmm. help create a look for the movie, that seems to be. I I, I really like the idea of starting a project that way. Yeah. You know, they would, they would get like painters or like yeah. fine artists to come in and paint some backgrounds yeah. to, which that would influence the team. It, it just sounds so uh, refreshing, and the fact that it was outside the mm -hmm. animation field, and then uh, I don't know how often that happens these days, but I, uh, I hope hopefully, it keep, yeah. keeps going that way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I think that's the way the the field grows, and we learn new things. It's like by being by bringing in people that are not from the that field, and like. Mm letting them have their own voice mm -hmm. well, well I, I feel like it's gonna happen with like vr and new things now like once we start bringing people from those areas like coding or yeah. generative work that kind of thing i really hope so because then kind of like what you're saying about the big money or the big machine of the movie industry mm -hmm. it's safe it's probably safe to make sure that you get your money returns on something that feels safe rather than feels yeah. more out there. I like m making concessions like just to get the thing out, mm -hmm. like just to, to, to have it done. Or making something that's familiar. You know how, for example, like, I always chuckle, like when you look at, I don't know if you do you play any video games at all? Not as much as I want to, but yeah. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> uh, the problem is that I have to make, well, it's not that I have to, I want to make art, but if I, 
If there was more time in the day, yeah. I'd probably play some video, <laughs> more video games. But what uh, I always like, uh, I getting very tired of the fact that whether it's a movie or a show or every everything, it always happens in the United States in select cities. Like, oh, the monsters attack this New York again. Oh right. Or yeah. LA. <laughs> Everyone keeps attacking LA. Or you know, all these shows that they make it seem like it's the end of the world, mm -hmm. but the people who are going to save the world out of everywhere in the world are uh, in America. LA. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I, you see, it, and it's really an ability, but it's, I think it's getting way too boring because it's the same yeah. all the time. Yeah, I really enjoy playing indie games because okay. I think like there's For that a, reason, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of like new ideas there. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. I played this game called Inside. I don't know if you played it. It's by the same studio that made Limbo. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, that game was insane. Amazing. Like, I was so inspired by that. It was, it was like, that side scroller, right? Like you're, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that was so beautiful. It was so beautiful, and the ideas, like especially towards the end that they start to introduce, it's like, wow, this is great. This and is they never really explained it. The beauty of it was that it wasn't spoon feeding you. Like it wasn't telling you, oh, and this is this. You just you discover everything yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's no tutorial. There's no. There's barely any dialogue. It's great. Yeah. And I. Remind me if I'm wrong. We're not gonna we're not gonna spoil it for you if you're listening. <laughs> but in the end, do they ever explain the story? They don't. You just finish the game, right? And you're like, whoa. Yeah, I think happened? it's that. Yeah. 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 Or if they explain it, I did not you get it. Kind of, I know, right? That, but that's it, it. Almost sounds like that game is a good lesson in storytelling. I think. Yeah. The way it revealed its story in the world. Totally. It just. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving like you just enough so that you're still interested, but like not like. Revealing totally. the big picture. Yeah, I want to see more of that actually. And so, uh, I guess we're, I know we're a bit of a tangent. We're, we're going to get off the video <laughs> soon. But have you watched those trailers for um, the new Kojima game? Uh, that look, yeah, that looks. You know, I've, I forget the name so of it. So surreal. Yeah, with the guy from The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, and then the baby in the container. That's yeah, what and just about. carrying a bunch of backpacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the game is going to be about. Neither but do it I. looks very interesting. Yeah. It, and. But watching that trailer feels like playing that game. It's like I do not know what what you just showed me, yeah. but I'm getting I'm very excited. Yeah, totally. And it, I think it's because it feels fresh, right? Why would you? Why do you think? Why do you think you got excited? We're doing an analysis of a trailer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited because uh, well, the guy is like very r respected for his work, so mm -hmm. I know like there's gonna be a payoff, and I'm just very curious to see what that payoff is gonna be, like story wise. Mm -hmm. Let me look it up because yeah. I'm not really explaining anything. Isn't talking. <laughs> you and I get it, but I don't know if people listening. Uh, what is it? Oh, Death Stranding, right? Yeah, there yeah, you go. That's Death, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, look up the trailer for Death Stranding. It's yeah, it's just storytelling, and that from to me that's what captures me. And once again, I know they really didn't tell much of a story, but they suggested so much of the world. Yeah, I think what what felt right there is that it felt believable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also like you know that they're doing this like huge game and they're spending millions and millions yeah. of dollars to make this and they must feel really confident in their creative vision mm -hmm. to not show what the gameplay like even is exactly so yeah it just gets me excited like and i guess to bring this back to our conversation <laughs> and the, what we're talking about here it's um sometimes you can make a short film or even like a trailer for just make a trailer for mm -hmm. you know maybe a film one day and yeah, the way you set up that story and the way you feel like if you make it feel like the characters that are, that are within the world are believable and mm -hmm. it's believable that the world has rules and they go by them uh, yeah. go, or they everything abides by the rules. I think that's what makes and helps the story to be authentic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sticking to the rules of the world, like mm -hmm. it can be super weird, but you, you have the consistent set of uh, 
exactly because it's another thing is that you often see in movies how they break their own rules and it's yeah like, oh, totally well, it's so it. frustrating yeah <laughs> Um, superhero movies? Yeah. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we definitely don't write uh, as much story as we, I guess, wanted to, like a giant. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot more commercial work, but we're always looking for an opportunity to, like, oh, when we're, when are we going to do the next short film or something? Do you think yeah. you will? Uh, we've been talking about it for the past years. <laughs> so it's going to happen at some point. Do you think you're going to make your own personal short film? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> we did those mini shorts for the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, based on the... We should talk about those, actually, and how sure. they came together. Yeah. And that was... So we did this mini short for... Based on the Oscars. We just took the the year's uh, nominees, and mm -hmm. we we made this... Um, and you should say we is you and Mar Mariana. Me and Mariana, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's barely animated at all. It's like a, a sequence of shots from those it's films, beautiful. and we transition yeah. from one to the other. Try to do like some match cuts. Yeah. And it's on your website, right? It's so much. It was yeah, it's called Moving Pictures. Okay, and it, lo it was. It looked like so much work, but so beautiful. I, I, <laughs> I think that's actually. I, no, I think I found your work earlier, but I remember seeing that. It was really impressive, and the fact that it was only two of you that made. Yeah. That made, uh, so Makes actually, sense. let's see. So your website is ericpoutz.com. Once yeah. again, so yeah. Eric with a E R I C P A U T Z. Yeah, check it out. It. Uh, yeah. I really like uh, how that came together, and Thanks. Um, it's very interesting how you use limited animation. I think to tell the story, and uh, so often it's that's all you need, really. For yeah. yeah. So that project was also like an attempt by Mariana and I to try to learn a bit more mm -hmm. uh, After Effects and animation in general. So we tried to be very uh, economic <laughs> with the way we used animation, uh, yeah. and we tried to like. We knew we wanted to draw like really lush, like uh, detailed frames. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do, we wanted that to do most of the heavy lifting of the animation. So it's a lot of parallax and camera moves. It and works. Camera effects. That's all you that need. Kind of thing. Yeah. You got some uh, little particles floating by the camera. Yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So you, you you understand your <laughs> cinematography. Yeah. I really. Uh, and did you did you end up match matching shots or did you? I'm trying to remember. Or did you? We didn't do any. Uh, pre-size matching no we, we didn't like take a, a frame from the video and mm -hmm. redraw it we tried to find different angles and stuff because we, we wanted cool. to have every shot feel like a match cut so mm, meaning like from movie to movie they had to cut yeah they had to cut yeah. like seamlessly uh, so like it's a one action starts here and then it continues in the next shot and the shape of the thing that's moving oh yeah it's sort of the you same the shape pendulum as, as well i think swing or yeah no, exactly. it was a ball i think swinging. it's yeah. a baseball swinging yeah. around a, a tree yeah and that turns into a bomb and that was really shot. cool yeah and Okay, so let's see. And then, did you end up storyboarding it yourself? Then we did not do any storyboarding for really. That, no, How we. Did you plan I it mean, out? I guess we did, but it was mostly like talking. We went off for coffee a bunch of times, and we're like, "Oh, that shot would be cool," and then it maybe it could turn into that. And then we're like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and then we just started drawing, and then yeah, we assembled it. The that's way amazing that it worked. I guess you, yeah, you, you must understand each other really well that it <laughs> cut so well together. I think we 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 thought of a bunch of pairs of shots mm -hmm. that we knew would cut well from mm -hmm. one to the other, and then we. Once we had most of it laid out, we were like, well, what, what could bridge between yeah, yeah, those yeah. pairs? Uh, that sounds really fun. I, I enjoy, although not that I have training in storyboarding or like creating animatics, but it's really fun to put those together. Like yeah. that initial, these in, initial ideas of kind of seeing how things would work. Yeah, no, it's super fun. It's very exciting. I think, yeah. especially like at work, it's great because you know you have a team around it so you can plan like really complex things. Yeah. Uh, this year we tried to do that project a new version of that same project mm -hmm. uh, with the films from uh, last year and I feel like we 
attempted to do too much. <laughs> this time we actually storyboarded it and we had a bunch of really cool oh, yeah. ideas. But it just turned out to be a lot of work because we have a month <laughs> between uh, when the films are nominated until mm -hmm. the results of the Oscar came. Uh, and we wanted to release it before the actual Oscars. So we had a month to like design everything and animate everything. And it just turned into this huge project. <laughs> and we both have to work as well. Yep. So, But were you planning the same amount of work this year or no? The same amount of shots as last time? We were, but then we started to have all of these ideas. <laughs> and it turned out to be like, um, yeah, twice yeah. as many. Too ambitious. Way yeah. too ambitious. Now we're going to make it next year and incorporate like both years' shots. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. It sucks. I have to wait now. You're telling me I have to yeah. wait to see more work from you guys? Okay, we fine. posted a, a spoiler on yeah? our Did Instagram. You? Yeah. I think you may have. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I guess I'll wait. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but you were saying uh, at lunch that because you went with an official process, it made it harder to finish it? Is it made it yeah? so much yeah. harder. Because like, I feel like there's something really cool about attempting to do something that you know you're not good at. So for that one, we knew we couldn't animate well. So it was like, uh, it was research and... Mm. You get away with so much, right? Uh, then for the next one, we we had the expectation that it needed to look at least as good as, good as the, the first one. And I feel like we started to plan shots that were a lot more ambitious than they should have been. Yeah. And yeah, that just <laughs> took too much time. Do you always do you always think that? Do you always try to just be better than your last year self? Is that always yeah. in your mind? It's always on my mind. I mean, not compared to last year, but. I don't want to have a project that I don't feel proud of and I feel like my standards keep getting higher uh, just also because like I'm working at Giant now and everyone's so good so <laughs> uh, yeah I don't want to I don't want to put something out there that's not up to par that's uh, ambulance is coming for us uh, <laughs> but the way you do that it sounds like it's too much pressure to put on yourself although it's a really good idea to be better than your your old self yeah, yeah. I mean yeah it's not as hard as uh, I'm making it sound right okay. now, but for that one specific project, it just turned out to be too much work mm -hmm. like for us to do in the time we had. I feel like next year, we're definitely planning to cut down some of the complexity. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll be, <laughs> be looking forward to that. Um, let's talk about all the awards that you got. I was went oh, on your website and I went into the about sections. Just there's a giant list of uh, everything you're... And nominated for, I don't know. You had a shout out. You're a uh, motionographer, which I think is probably, is it the? Uh, it seems to be like the best website for motion graphics in general. Yeah, it's really popular. Yeah. And as a Brazilian, uh, it's really hard to get there because yeah. uh, the Brazilian studios they don't get a lot of uh, traction online when we mm. post stuff. Uh, so definitely, the first time I had something on motionographer was like a big thing. I wow. just messaged all my motion graphics <laughs> friends. <laughs> it was really nice. You're showing off. Did, you, <laughs> yeah, get, totally. did you get the motionographer um, award wh while you were while you were in Brazil? Or was it already here? In, uh... Janet got the the motion oh, okay. award for a couple of projects last year and this year. Uh, that yeah, that was awesome. But no, even like just being featured on motionographer it was oh, yeah. like a big achievement. Well, yeah. well uh, like yeah, like you said, in motion graphics world, that's like it's the place. Yeah, yeah. No, it just felt really good. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, I yeah. don't know about all the awards. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, w when I was in college, I applied for a bunch of awards for uh, industrial design, like mm -hmm. student um, industrial design awards, and I feel like that's most of the stuff that I that won. Oh, so <laughs> the awards are there, but so you did actually end up applying for them? 
yeah well i thought i was gonna have a career in uh, mm. industrial design so i applied to a bunch of awards for that yeah. let's spy on all the awards that you have <laughs> and let's see the giant list on your website oh, I don't know, yeah but actually and then so i was curious about that one the society of illustrators uh, what was that that was for safegate uh that's a freelance project that i did w when i was in new york was it an art show or, or no, no it was an animation for a studio and in uh, sweden okay uh, i just did all the art for that spot it's about airplanes and stuff airplane airport uh, mm -hmm. security and I submitted all the frames that I did to this um, annual exhibition mm -hmm. at the Society of Illustrators. So it was it, and it got in. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you uh, did you end up going to that? Uh, yeah, place it's in lot? New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, I, I just went uh, during the day of the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I went there once, but it seemed like a pretty cool spot. Uh, it's very high end. Yeah, yeah, it's really fancy. The society. Yeah. And it's got a fancy name. <laughs> yeah, society for sure. You got to wear a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't, but yeah, maybe I should. Should probably should have worn a top hat, <laughs> but yeah. But what it I, was cool because I saw like a bunch of my idols, like a bunch of like editorial illustrators that I really liked the work of. So it was cool. That is really cool. Like, you, you got, yeah. I guess one of the goals is to grow in a career and like try to work with the people you admire. Yeah, yeah. totally. And have yeah. you had uh, any more of that kind of occasions happen? Yeah, well, even just coming to Giant like everyone's famous there. <laughs> so All of you guys are famous, yeah, that's right. Well, they are very famous. And <laughs> it was really cool to, to meet those guys. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of motion graphics events as well. So during those times, you get to meet a lot of people from other studios. Mm -hmm. And the whole motion graphics industry is not that big. So you get to meet like all of your idols. Yeah, yeah you're all fighting the fighting the fight as a small group yeah totally <laughs> trying to keep the motion graphics alive do you do you when you watch commercials do you cringe because they're all terrible i don't have a tv at home right now so i i watch you don't even know what's happening yeah and i have the like <laughs> ad block on my browser <laughs> so you're trying not to watch any commercials yeah uh. but no I, I don't cringe a lot I, I try to see like it's usually like not the artist's fault even when a commercial is bad it's like it's <laughs> just happens or the, the product is not good in the first place you're so optimistic yeah. although i guess it's true yeah, <laughs> the budget is low or the clients they want the right thing yeah people are all trying their yeah. best but uh, what do you think about as far as the future i guess you could say of motion graphics or uh, i guess like, like the industry itself has to adjust because yeah like you know netflix doesn't have commercials yeah, totally. And then, a lot, yeah, do you think about this kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, we're noticing a big um, trend right now to, to have a lot more Instagram-based uh, mm. content. Yeah. Like really short videos, uh, five to seven seconds, mm -hmm. uh, where before most of our work was 30 seconds, a minute or two minutes. So we've definitely had to adapt lately and do a lot more of the those, mm -hmm. those kind of jobs. And they're fun as well because... Um, it's usually like really heavy cell a animation, like really complex stuff, but it's mm -hmm. super fast, so it's it's super cool as well. Yeah, social media is changing the world. So changing yeah, the world. it's really yeah, it's something. But I think um, I don't know. I, I think those things come and go. I think there's gonna be another platform soon enough, and mm -hmm. yeah, that platform is gonna come with uh, its own like uh, requirements of how we need to to, to work. Mm -hmm. so we just need to be very adaptable. I guess yeah. I guess that's what you have to be. But once again, yeah, you know, with Amazon and Netflix and Disney TV coming up soon too, yeah. they're basically taking over the TV, the TV cable market. world. And yeah. Have you have you ever done any uh, animation intr uh, intros for shows? Because that probably be a really fun one. Like Im imagine you animated the intro to James Bond. Mm -hmm. 
if they uh, ever make one more they probably will it would be amazing <laughs> yeah no i i haven't done that uh we just did uh the opening titles to a show oh you did a giant nice. right now i i don't know that i can share yet but i didn't work on that specific project so but I'm, still, I'm still looking for that <laughs> yeah but it's really cool it's gonna come out on netflix i think sweet but yeah that seems to be where it can transition to and you know those are usually pretty uh, like bigger projects you know longer yeah. projects yeah so hopefully you know, i guess that comes up yeah, I guess I had never really thought of it, but even in, in my field, working in TV animation, working in animation, as you realize, yeah, a lot of these things are also going up on uh, these streaming uh, channels. And one thing about cartoons usually is that the companies want to try to sell toys along with them. Yeah. And so they need commercials. And yeah. Make, yeah it makes totally. you think, like, how are they going to adjust to the to this world, too? It's you know? weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But somehow, yeah, they'll have to manage to <laughs> they'll yeah. figure out. As long as we have work, it's okay. We're just going to make some <laughs> cool art and uh, keep going. Um, yeah, let's see. Well, actually, so yeah, this is what I was wondering about as well. I mean, now that we uh, talked about uh, your work, as far as personal art that you create, do you feel like you, at this point, have found what your voice is? Do you think, do you think about what your voice is or sh can or should be hmm. when you create? Um... I don't think about it when I'm doing the work. Mm -hmm. uh, like once I start drawing, I'm just trying to. I usually have a, like some idea of what I'm trying to do, and then I just do it. But I, like, sometimes I do think about it. Uh, I usually think that I don't have a very uh, coherent voice, like consistent voice, mm -hmm. in, as far as style and stuff. But it's mostly about render style, I think, and less. A, I think we all have our own voices when it comes to the way. We break down ideas and mm -hmm. uh, the way we try to construct uh, a, a, an image to tell a story. But I feel like um, where I vary my style mostly, it's about the render style. Sometimes really brushy, sometimes it's, sometimes it's really vectory. So that varies a bit. And uh, cool. And and do you think? Do you ever think if you fit in into a certain artistic community, like you? I mean, you were talking about mo motion graphics before, but do you i guess it's it can be very different feeling like you fit in the art community online versus like hanging out with people uh, yeah like in person as well do you, do you feel like you're in the right community now i think so yeah? i think the motion graphics community is just really nice like it's a small community mm -hmm. and everyone knows each other and everyone's really um respect uh, respectful with everyone mm -hmm. else's work and appreciative uh, yeah, I think I found my my spot there. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. No, I'm asking because I, I often, it, it seems to me I've been noticing a little bit more and more when I speak with other artists is that, especially when you, yeah, just uh, yeah, just meet up with artists and trying to talk about kind of life and work and projects. And from the, from the bigger picture, from the outside, it, it feels like, you know, all of us are just trying to find a way to somehow fit in into the art world yeah in whatever way whether it's like through your work or personal work or hopefully both mm -hmm. and it's it's almost like trying to find a little bit like a little bit of space for the visibility or some recognition or respect or something yeah yeah i think like with fine art for example uh, it can be like looking at it from from outside mm -hmm. it can be more it can be less uh welcoming i guess than mm. um motion graphics but like you have to be a part of the art world and you have to commit <laughs> yourself to yeah. that and not be a commercial artist or something. Mm -hmm. But with motion graphics, I feel like so many of the people that work 
and it also have a side career as a freelancer doing editorial illustration and stuff. Mm. So it's, yeah, you, you get away with doing more things and everyone has to know a lot of different skills to be able to get a career in the industry. Like you sort of have, to, you are a designer, but you have to do comp sometimes or have mm. to do animation sometimes. So yeah, everyone's really adaptable. So with that, they're not as judging as well. If, you're, <laughs> if you have like other things you also enjoy. And you think the fine art people are way too snobby? <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but like, yeah. J judging Maybe everyone. Compared to the motion graphics world, a little bit. Yeah, I guess I'll just have to join you guys <laughs> world instead. Everyone's too mean in the fine art world. <laughs> I think they're, they're, I don't know about snobby, but they're a lot more serious about the art of things and uh, the message and stuff. And I feel like um, motion graphics is a lot more laid back a lot more playful yeah you know you don't have to write a long uh, artist statement yeah exactly <laughs> that yeah yeah that's nice <laughs> it sounds cool no pressure do you do uh, a lot of freelance illustration outside of your work i don't do a lot um i would say i'll do like four projects a year cool yeah but yeah. not bad not yeah. bad yeah i guess it depends on how big they are yeah yeah i try to focus more on my personal um projects in my off time and when you say personal projects, do you ever go into traditional medium or is it all digital? It's always digital, yeah. I just don't want to get messy. I want to, but uh, I'm just <laughs> not good at it. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to take some oil painting classes or things like that. I, I feel like if you just started, you'd probably figure it out anyways. Yeah. At totally. this point, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would get somewhere and I'm sure it would be fun. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like I see so many artists that work with digital and traditional media and they're so good at both mm -hmm. that when I pick up traditional media, I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't even <laughs> attempt this. Like it's going to be embarrassing. But it's, uh, I get, yeah, <laughs> the learning curve may be a little steep, steep, especially with some of those mediums, but I, I, can, I can see you doing it. So do you, th do you think you'll actually get into traditional medium in the future? Or as a hobby? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But as a career choice, I don't think, I, right now, I, I don't think I, I could. It's, a, <laughs> it's interesting that you bring that up yeah because i that's not what i was asking but yeah i guess as a career choice it, it is a um, uh, very challenging to make yeah. it uh to become financially stable through traditional medium that's a that's a that's quite a challenge yeah and like there's so many people that are so amazing doing it already like and i think what's I, I feel like yeah. i didn't put in enough hours when i was still learning like <laughs> when i was young so i feel like it's too late to no it's not any sort of oh my god that. yeah no it's never too late you got this <laughs> if you want to but what do you what you're saying there's so many people that are so good and that what's scarier is that so so many of those people that are really good are still not making enough money with it to yeah exactly <laughs> to survive. yeah and then that's what it makes you wonder like ah oh, yeah that's don't even want to go down that path. Yeah, yeah. like when we were, we were living in New York, we lived in Bushwick, mm -hmm. and there's this open studios day in Bushwick where you get to walk around and like enter mm. every artist's yeah. uh, studio, and there's like thousands of studios, and everyone was so amazing, and you could see like that not everyone was making a lot of mm -hmm. money. Uh, yeah, it's it's really nice to get to see all the different styles and all the different ways people work, but it's also a little bit so crushing to see like yeah. all those guys are trying to make it and there's not enough uh, money to go around. Yeah. I agree. It's a tough world. Even here in Vancouver doing the east side cr crawl. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. The crawl. Same thing. You, you, you're exposed to so many amazing artists, but yes, it's kind of like what you're saying. So it's a hustle, right? Everyone's it has just, to be. Yeah. Well, hopefully like, if everyone can be close to being comfortable hopefully you mm -hmm. know i guess get by but yeah um being an artist is a luxury and it's not a 
I guess it's also it's not a given thing that you're gonna make money, and it's completely understand understandable. Yeah, you, know, you can't have that ego of thinking that yeah, just because you I don't know, make art, you're gonna be super successful. Yeah, totally. in fact, most of us are not gonna be at all. But yeah. yeah, and it's one of those careers like you're choosing a career which to a lot of people is like a hobby, so you <laughs> know it's gonna be challenging, right? Because it shows like the coolest thing. So yeah, yeah. you can expect I, to make money as well. <laughs> I was talking with my friends yesterday, and then you meet people who who's who do art as a hobby but then they're better than you or they're right. really good yeah, you're like that's what? So annoying. how is that even <laughs> possible <laughs> yeah then, it, then then it's really unfair i feel that way about the students that just come out of school know, now right? and they're yeah. like amazing and it's like i'm gonna lose my job <laughs> real soon <laughs> well luckily luckily people also pay for experience and yeah that, that, i think so yeah i think there's also something that's kind of comforting about motion graphics it's not just like how pretty your frames look there's mm. so much that uh, there's so much know-how of the industry you get with the years and so many like softwares that you need to know because mm -hmm. the projects vary so much so yeah it's not just like about how Left pretty right. your drawing right is. otherwise yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, this, this yeah. is when that be screwed it would not be good for us but even like learning and understanding problem solving and then confidence that comes with that mm -hmm. yeah all these all these skills you don't know you're gonna get but eventually with just time you get them and you realize I guess like how little you knew and how little you know in general yeah. or like the having that experience I think like you said especially when you get higher up y you are, are directing now and I might uh, yeah just if you're working with other people and be even being able to sell ideas that you're mm -hmm. talking about there's so many other skills beyond just being a really good artist yeah totally yeah. and it's like a big part of it is how well you take feedback for example Ooh, that's a big one yeah it's a sen like sensitive one <laughs> <laughs> and I mean when you start it's really hard to take feedback because you're like wow it took like days to do this mm -hmm. uh, but with time you learn to navigate that a little bit and sometimes like the feedback like the client is trying to express the feedback the best way the uh, he, he or she can mm -hmm. but sometimes it's like a, an easy fix you don't need to go all the way and redo all of the work they just didn't get a little <laughs> thing or so yeah navigating what how to implement feedback sometimes uh, it's something that you just need the, the experience I think mm-hmm yeah. Uh, let me see. No, I'm trying to think. What would you? So, as far as uh, giving advice to the all the <laughs> artists that are getting out of school and ready to jump into motion graphics, is there anything yeah. you you could uh, you could uh, could share with them? I would s I would just say that same thing, uh, and it's something that Jay says a lot, uh, Janet as mm -hmm. well. Uh, you're doing the project for the client first, and then for the the studio second, and then for you. Like mm -hmm. uh, you're not the priority. So uh, it's not about like trying to push your own style or your own voice. It's about trying to make the coolest thing possible mm -hmm. based on that specific brief. So if you always have that in, in mind, it's way easier not to get frustrated when things don't go the, the way you expected. Very good. Very good. Let's hear that. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think about when you create work, do you think about how you want it to be seen do you ever look at it from the outside perspective of the viewer you mean like the final product or do you ever think of how your work is going to be received or how people are, are i guess it's a, a very abstract question but do you, do you think how people are seeing your work what they're getting out of it yeah well w when it comes to commercial work um there's always a lot of sensibilities that we have to keep in mind mm -hmm. like um the way we depict characters, the way the brand wants to present itself, uh, 
and there's concerns about style as well. Some mm -hmm. brands are really minimal in the use of color or in the use of, uh, of the complexity of the scene, like how many things you show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, it's usually like client-based, like we're just trying to, to present the client in the best light possible. And I guess you already answered with your personal work, you just put pr pressure on yourself? Yeah, for my personal work, it's usually like I'll come up with a really cool idea for this short film and then I'll not do it and then I'll post just <laughs> one style frame of that. You're, you're just wondering if the future you is going to like your own project in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it's cool now because now I have my Instagram account and it's basically like this archive of projects that I started and sort of finished yeah. but sort of didn't and then I can pick back from, the, from that and restart. That's why I like Instagram. It feels like it is a archive plus almost like a portfolio site these days. Mm -hmm. It seems like everyone just goes to that for to find out about an artist oh totally yeah. yeah everyone is just using it as a portfolio now very smart what's your yeah. wh what's have you been struggling with lately uh, oh it's always characters yeah the <laughs> characters the it's always character character design and yeah I'm, I'm i've been practicing practicing a lot with with that like trying to get better at characters and yeah so but that's gonna, my one thing that i are gonna see more character work from you pretty soon i think so Instagram? yeah i've been okay. trying uh, sweet okay. very excited um yeah. Who do you think, or do you, who do you think is a successful artist in, like, in your view, or is there any artists you look up to who you think are successful? In motion graphics? In general. No, just in, like, any, whoever you I'm really to. bad with names and stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, just say this guy and this girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would be my favorite artist? Uh, I really like Jay Quersha's work. Uh, he's an art director at Odd Fellows. Okay. Which is a company about the size of uh, he, he used to be an art director at Odd Fellows. He just mm -hmm. left, but he's uh, an illustrator as well. I really admire his work. Uh, but usually, it's like I'm usually more impressed about the work of studios and uh, that oh, the kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. like it's always uh, a team effort, right? It's not mm -hmm. just the art director or just the illustrator. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of studios that are, I really admire as well. But as far as, um, uh, let's see, maybe like a lifestyle or life and work balance, do you think you're at a point, like, are you happy with the balance of uh, work and art that you get right now? I'm definitely happy, yeah. yeah. yeah? Okay. It's one of the big reasons I moved to Vancouver is just to have more, um, to be more r relaxed, like day to day, <laughs> like not to be as stressed with work. And Giant like we, like, of course, we work really hard and we, we do a lot of things there, mm -hmm. but it's also really chill. Like I'm never like super stressed or anything, so it's great. Very important. You're you're saving your life yourself years. Yeah, and, and then like you get home, you still have a lot of creative energy left to work on your own things, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's really important. That's actually interesting. I've been uh, I was speaking with an artist at work about that. How it can be working in a, as a creative in a creative field can be a double-edged sword. How some people when they do creative work during their full-time job they feel like they're drained by the end of the day yeah but then it can also work the other way where it can either excite you or if you don't get to do a certain type of like you said style that you want to try at home and then you go home mm -hmm. and try it you don't feel like you get drained at work no, no? I, I don't think so i mean we all have bad days when it's like oh all, all the projects got bad feedback yeah. and you have to redo everything and then it's, it's hard not to be affected by that Definitely. but in general no i'm mostly like inspired by work to like try things or Mm -hmm. Yeah, or like we see this really cool reference and we did we don't get to use it but like well i use it for something like because it's cool that's awesome yeah. I, I guess you have to consider yourself lucky <laughs> <laughs> one of the lucky few who loves their job and happy yeah. to go home that's awesome it seems like it does seem like you, you've kind of found the 
I'm not going to say comfortable, but you find a good place to be growing at. I like think so. Within yeah. like personal work and com uh, work work as well. Yeah, and especially like with the changes in the motion graphics like field, mm -hmm. I feel like there's always a different challenge and a new th skill that you have to learn. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been really cool and challenging in a good way. Is there anything, I guess, apart from like you're, you're mentioning characters, but is there anything else you want to try in the creative field? I really want to do a, a short film mm -hmm. one day, like with a story, a, a proper short film. Would you animate it yourself too, or no? Would you hire someone? Uh, I wouldn't hire anyone, but I, I feel like if I could uh, get a, a, a group of friends like that mm -hmm. are all uh, into it, we could just do it all together. I would love to try to animate, but like, if there's anyone more qualified to do it, like, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> please yeah, take I don't want to own the whole thing or mm -hmm. whatever. Like, just let's have the. And when you think about these projects that you want to do, you don't think of it. Um, I guess it's a thing about us artists is that when we want to pursue it, it's not like it's the first thing is never or rarely it's like, oh, I want to make money with this. It's just about having a crea creative process or creative outcome, right? Yeah, it's usually about feeling proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, yeah, that's yeah, cool, something right? that you yeah. achieved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it's, it's, it's really about the money. Like, we all need money, but it's usually about like just feeling good about the work you did. Yeah, and with Janet, it's cool as well because. We we are very uh, selective with the projects we get, so mm -hmm. a lot of the work is uh, for social good and like for causes. Yeah. So that's also something that helps keep you motivated because it's not like for this faceless Evo corporation. <laughs> it's like for You're something. not promoting <laughs> cigarettes or something. Like yeah, that. <laughs> that. Yeah. That is good. Do you actually think about uh, benefiting the world with your art? Do you think about your impact, kind of? Yeah. Like if. Do you worry about that? Whether you're contri contributing to the good side or the. If you're I definitely do, especially with advertising. Like, yeah, it's not necessarily like uh, I don't know. Uh, Depends <laughs> it's not on what you're advertising. Good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Giant strikes a really good uh, balance with that. Like, we're we're really picky about the projects we choose, and uh, in a good way, because then we yeah we do good work for good companies. Yeah, and you good get friends, to, you yeah. don't you don't feel bad yeah. going home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Ah, it's so important. Yeah. No, it's it's very cool to hear from you. Yeah, just like how all these different aspects of your life. It's it's a yeah. It's cool how kind of pieces fit together. Yeah. Even though motion graphic thing was like once as we said before, kind of like an accidental. Totally path an almost. accident. Yeah. yeah. No, I got. Life is I just got like, like really lucky with everything, like with all the jobs that I had and all the the opportunities, and like ending up here in Vancouver and mm -hmm. at specifically. It's just like. Yeah, but so I, lucky. I think I always think it's luck, but being prepared for the opportunities, meaning you have the skills and the willingness to work hard. Yeah, totally. because yeah, you need all all these like to for a perfect yeah for a perfect recipe, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and yeah. I, I was working really hard. Uh, I, I still do, but like in the beginning of my career, I was working like late a lot mm -hmm. and doing like personal projects or freelance projects overnight and that stuff uh takes its toll of i course, guess yeah. but it, it it pays off when yeah you you get the work in the end and that stuff like opens doors for you that's awesome uh do you do you usually make your uh, like uh do you make plans for one years like five years ahead yeah. i never did that no? uh, maybe i should but i i don't i don't really plan <laughs> i find it funny I, I feel like nothing really went the way that i would have <laughs> expected it to okay. so. <laughs> and it's been great so White so plan, maybe, right? maybe don't do that. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny how many people say they should, but yeah. And I then mean, I things guess work the out no matter what. I guess. Yeah. yeah, 
I guess like the people that are most successful probably do have like very know. specific goals. We should find out. But I don't want to be more successful. I mean, it's fine. Like we're doing good work. We're, You're very happy where yeah, you are. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. nice. Yeah. Once again, it's so cool to hear because, yeah. Seems like you're in the right spot. It, it just because you, sometimes, yeah, speaking with artists who are just like just struggling to get to wherever this point is to then continue creating, but being in a situation where they're set up for success yeah. or set up to be the better uh, their better self. So, would you say you know yourself well enough and what you want to do and what you want to be good at? No, you don't I, know yourself. I I don't, I don't know where to go or uh, like what what's the next thing that I should learn I feel like uh, with art it's so subjective at, like what is good art what mm -hmm. what are the skills that I should have it uh, who knows right mm -hmm. so I'm just waiting for the next thing that's inspiring and that's the thing that I'm gonna learn like maybe it's 3d or maybe it's a uh, stop-motion or cool. whatever it is and I feel like Mariana is the same way like we just got inspired by these new things that we want to mm -hmm. try and sometimes like we we get really into it and that's a new skill that we have now and uh, let's incorporate that Sweet. into our work yeah. but yeah definitely no big ambitions as far as career goes but it's not but you're you you sound like you're confident confident in what you want to be pursuing maybe in general then yeah I, I would love to like keep working in motion graphics mm -hmm. and maybe like have a little bit more of a freelance uh, career on the side like doing editorial illustrations but i'm definitely like not looking for more work or more stress like this is such a nice <laughs> balance <laughs> i like that you say you're not looking for more stress because that's what usually freelance yeah, does totally. yeah. Yeah, so it, it bringing more stress into your life you have a you, you just have a very healthy relationship with the art world the art practice and the it's, it sounds like uh, yeah just well i'm really judgmental about my my work so i guess that's where that's where that's the, the other side is. of the yeah <laughs> uh but yeah but at least like yeah i just it's cool to hear that you are on a yeah like, like it sounds like you confidently in a proper space in your life and the art career it's cool <laughs> I, I, it's very good to hear the world is not also bad out there <laughs> no yeah it's it's all fine yeah. like we're all drawing and getting paid to draw exactly. so like it's beautiful. why would we complain about that uh, it's very easy to complain about everything i guess but uh, very cool uh what is your what's your happy place happy place uh, this is super boring but I, I do like going on like long walks in the park and listening to music and stuff like that what I kind of music um i like radio i'm really boring i like radiohead or yeah those I don't think that's boring, but <laughs> very cool. It's like it's gonna be dad music in like the ten years, you know. It's like the Led Zeppelin of our time. I guess yeah. I guess you're right. It's getting there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was listening to. Well, I don't know if you do you like System of a Down. No, it's probably too. too I much used to of, listen to yeah. that when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening uh, on on the drive here. Yeah, yeah I think it's System, cool. System of a Down is definitely becoming dad also music. Dad music. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's cool. We, we, we have to embrace it at some point, right? So. It's called growing up. I think that's what it is. Uh, yeah. What's your what's your biggest failure? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't stop to think of all that stuff that's too good. much. No, maybe I it's think. good that you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, this is sort of un unrelated, but I wish I had learned more languages growing up. Mm. Like... Uh, I always want to learn French and German and other things, and it's getting to a point where it's kind of 
late now. Mm -hmm. It's going to take me so much effort to learn things. But that's one tiny regret that I have that's not learning. You can do it. I'm, I'm actually I'm slowly trying to learn Portuguese on this me Memrise app. I'll, I'll, sh oh, I'll show nice. you. Cool. Well, I, I can mean, help you out with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to teach me some after this. But yeah, slowly. Yeah. I don't So I'll send you the link to the app. It's actually pretty okay, fun. Okay, yeah. cool. So if you, maybe in a couple of years, they'll start speaking French. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm in Canada now. Oh. Got to learn it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Especially if you, uh, if you plan to travel to the East Coast. Uh, what's the... Uh, can you recommend like a recent um, art or cool book, movie you've recently seen or experienced, or wh what's what's gotten you excited recently, beyond uh, from that trailer we talked about? Yeah, but <laughs> I, I was gonna say like play inside that that yeah. thing was amazing. Yeah. It was kind of mind blowing for me and it was really good. Yeah, such clean art direction, such uh, so uh, yeah, restrained, very, but yeah. also like really powerful. I, I was really impressed by that. It's so easy to die, to like go over the top just because you have the skill. Of course. Like yeah, design this crazy monster. That but mm -hmm. like uh, they're 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 really nice. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Definitely play that. <laughs> I kind of want to go play it now. <laughs> it, it, it was so good. It's so good in so many ways. And it was a like, European company, right? Um, that that made it's it. Play that. I, I don't know where they're from. Uh, I think it was some like uh, not Eastern Europe. I thought it was a European company, but. Yeah, they did something right. And, and I'm, yeah, it was very good. I'm glad it was not happening in L.A. or New York. <laughs> yeah, and who knows where it's happening. Right? Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, it's a good point. All right, let's see. I got a couple more questions. Unfortunately, we'll have to wrap up. Um, what is the one thing you'd tell people that would be surprised to know about you? Hmm. These are such hard questions. I know. They're, they're um, meant to be. They're designed <laughs> to be super difficult. Surprised about me. Um. I don't know. I used to stutter a lot as a child, like a lot. I basically couldn't talk for how much I stuttered. Uh, and one day it just started to go away. Did it actually, you didn't have to take any courses? No, anything? it just started to, to go away. So oh. that's like um, cool trivia Was about there me. <laughs> that is very cool trivia. Is there any reason? That's so interesting. I don't know. I've always been super shy. Mm -hmm. um, that was because you're an artist like the rest of us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like really introverted as a child. Yeah, I think and so. Yeah. I think once you start like you start to grow up and you just have to face like things and like go and present your work or go to school or go to work and then and look at you now you're an art director telling clients what they want <laughs> yeah, yeah take this project yeah. <laughs> that's awesome all right and then um, let's see the last one what would you recommend to your younger self before you entered post-secondary before you went to university oh definitely start um doing art for like start doing personal projects uh, early in your life like start um, attempting things like I feel like for a, for the longest time I wouldn't even do much personal work because I, I felt like my work wasn't there yet so I, I needed to be good before I started to do like a short film or I mm. started to do like a series of paintings and stuff uh, I feel like I wasted so much time early in my career like not doing things because my work wasn't good enough but if I had done the work, but like mm. my work would have gotten better faster. So definitely like do things. Uh, I see like people coming out of school now for like that are studying motion graphics and they just, they, they have like five short films already. Wow. And like, that's yeah. so impressive. Like not all of them are gonna be like amazing or perfect, but you're learning so much with those things and they're gonna be so good so fast. Do you think they're in the right environments to be encouraged to do that? Like because you're saying you felt like you didn't want to even try it because you're not good enough in your mind. Yeah, yeah? Uh, I think it 
it, it, it only gets better like with the internet and stuff and like social media and stuff mm -hmm. like there's so much um, it's so easy for everyone to find their own niche so yeah it's great just do things like don't judge yourself as much as I do even though see that's this is the funny part because you're judging yourself so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good advice yeah but I, I mean i know i'm doing it like i'm not defending my <laughs> you're, yeah. you're producing a lot of work though. That's, yeah, yeah that's it's really really inspiring to see and following you on instagram is the Thanks, is a it's a fun journey for me to watch your journey Thanks. yeah no that's awesome too. but you're making really cool work thank yeah. you so much for taking the time well, i really appreciate thanks it thanks for having me this was, was yes. super fun I definitely learned a lot. I hope people <laughs> enjoyed this. Um, yeah. How can uh, people see your work online? Yeah, well, my, my handle is uh, epouts, so E-P-A-U-T-Z. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Do you use Twitter whatever. a lot? I don't. I started to post <laughs> more there. I thought I actually thought like Instagram and Twitter were like declining five years ago, and then I was so surprised like two years ago when it's like everyone just uses it. I know. Right? I'm, so, hopi I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, I'm Twitter. jumping on that now. <laughs> <laughs> who Who would have known? I'm hoping. See, I haven't gotten Twitter yet, and I I feel like it's. Hmm. I don't want to. So should I just hope that it declines, like you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Just make an account and not post, but just be there so that you have some. People, are, just people are still using it too much. They're making it too popular. Everyone's yeah. tweeting, even the president. So oh, there wow. you go. <laughs> we got our Vero accounts as well, so that's good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> totally, yeah. You can, if, you, if, you're, if you're using Vero account, you know where to find Eric. <laughs> All right, well, sweet. Thank you so much. It was, uh, Thanks, yeah, man. I really appreciate you making it uh, to the show and chatting all the good art stuff. And yeah, it was very exciting. Thanks so much for having yeah. me. And uh, you people, if you want to learn more about Creative Player Podcast, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, let's see. Let's get this good beats getting in here. There you go. Feels nice. So yeah, if you want to learn more, Facebook, Instagram, that's it. Under Creative Through Your Podcast. Uh, let me know if there's anyone I should uh, chat with. Uh, I'm always looking for more artists to talk to. It's a very fun proje uh, project for me. I'm very curious. So I'm just learning nonstop and it's very exciting. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for listening and I really appreciate you and talk to you in two weeks. Bye.